Kevon Looney, the starting center for the Golden State Warriors, joins us next. I'm being serious. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J A S E medical.com kylan mills take it away here is kavon looney we are very excited now to welcome into locked on warriors warrior center kavon looney thank you so much for the time appreciate you here yay um first you know a lot of new faces in the mix this season what has the chemistry been like of the warriors this preseason compared to years past uh it's been good you know uh this is the first time this summer we did some mini camps and different things like that to get everybody on the same page before coming into training camp. I think you can tell the difference uh, by us doing that. Everybody's on the same page already. Uh, the first day of practice didn't feel like the first day of practice. And uh, we still got a lot to lot to grow on the court, but I think we're taking the steps in the right direction and everybody has the same goal. A lot of folks really excited to see how CP3 would fit in with this group. What has your experience been like? now being on the same team as him and getting to interact with him in the locker room? Uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's definitely different. Uh, you know, we've been going against him for so long, and he's been like our arch nemesis uh, since I've been in the league. So to have him on our side now, it's been pretty fun. Uh, he's a great leader. Uh, he's real vocal. Uh, he, he talks a lot, so that makes everything easy. Uh, but it's been, it's been a lot of fun just to learn from him. He has a lot of knowledge, uh, especially in the pick and roll, different things for, for me that I can, I can learn from and it can uh, apply uh, during the season of some of the newcomers and the youngsters returning who has impressed you with the way they've come into training camp i know in the preseason game there were a lot of impressive performances from some of the young up-and-coming warriors players uh throughout training camp i would probably say uh uh jk uh moses and gary uh has been like standouts to me uh not having gary last training camp and him being here you can just tell from his his intensity, his joy on the court, and just what he brings defensively, uh, it just pops out every time he gets out there on the court. And then just J.K. and Moses, just seeing their their growth from last year, uh, you know, they've been one of our, some of the, our better players throughout training camp. We saw that throughout the game. And I'll also shout out the rookie, uh, BP. Uh, he had a really good uh, first game preseason. It didn't look like he had any nerves. And I know how hard it is to be for your first game to go out there and perform. So uh, he really stood out uh, last game. Where have you seen Jonathan Kaminga grow the most from last season to this season? Uh, he, he grew in a lot of different areas on the court. Uh, just his basketball IQ seemed like he's got a little bit higher. Uh, you know, defensively, he's taking another leap. Uh, last year, I think he kind of, you know, throughout the end of the season, he started taking on the defensive challenge when Wiggs was out. And I think uh, coming into camp, he's been there every every day. Uh, you know, whenever Steph gets the ball, he's, he's picking him up full court, who's doing different things like that. And uh, – just his, his 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 leadership on the court. You know, he playing with the second unit. He's being more real vocal. 
he's talking more on defensive end, and he's just taking those those strides. And uh, I think uh, it's going to be good for him to do that. Uh, we're going to need him this year to to go where we need to, to where we want to go. And I think he's been doing it. So I know you had a couple questions you want to get in. Take it away. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Kevon, Dub Nation loves you, and rightfully so. Uh, I think we yeah. all remember when you were first drafted. Uh, you weren't drafted as a center. I mean, at least my memory no. serves. You were drafted more as a wing, and your right. games like developed tremendously to to being one of the elite centers in the game. My my first question to you is: um, Are you like, in your opinion, like a lot of the fans are clamoring for the team to add some size to basically help you out, so you're not oftentimes alone down there battling these elite bigs like Jokic and and right. and, uh, and Anthony Davis. Are you, in your opinion, is the front court deep enough? Like, do you have enough help? Do you wish the team would maybe bring some more talent to, to reinforce that front court? What are your thoughts on whether or not you're deep enough uh, in the inside to handle uh, the other elite teams in the NBA? I think we are deep enough. Uh, I think the pieces that we added uh, complement uh, what we do. Uh, you might not picture them as big centers or bruisers or anything, but adding Dario and uh, Trace, uh, drafting Trace and uh, uh, Garuba, I know those type of guys, uh, they might not be the tallest uh, as far as NBA-wise, though, but the, the way that they play and the way the physicality they bring, I think it's going to be a tremendous help to our team. Because uh, the year we won it, uh, we didn't have – it's probably the same size. We had uh, uh, Bielitsa and Otto Porter. They're not traditional centers, but they had size. And I think we added those type of guys. I don't know what's going to happen with Rudy Gay, but adding a guy like that, uh, you know, that's perfect for our team. Uh, they can play big, and they also can space the floor and uh, do different things. So – uh, I think we're, we're deep enough, and uh, we have the size and the and, uh, you know, speed and the strength to, to pee with anybody. And at the end of the day, our strength is going to be us playing fast and uh, making teams adjust to the way we play. And uh, I think if we're able to do that and do that at a high level, we're pretty tough to beat. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I don't know if you agree with this sentiment or not, but when I saw Usman Garuba on the court with you for the first time, he looked like a little big Draymond, if that makes sense. They look <laughs> yeah, so yeah. similar. Um, by the way, I've been saying this on the <laughs> show for a long time, Kevon. Yeah. So good. I'm sorry. I said Draymond might get mad about that. He thinks he looks better than Drew. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he definitely. They, they really, really similar. <laughs> Dude, um, you know, I've been and Kevon. We can't thank you enough for joining this program. You know, I've been saying on this show for a long time now uh, that you might be, and I, in my humble opinion, you are the best rebounder in the NBA. I mean, I mean, I don't think many people entertain that thought until you grab 22 boards in a conference clinching game. But right. I really believe that. Like, in your opinion, what has led to you being one of, if not the best rebounders in all the NBA? Uh, I mean, it's, that's, that's that's a loaded question because there's a lot that goes into it. But uh, okay. I think last year, for me, just taking that that next step, uh, was, was just going every time, being more relentless, uh, you know, taking more pride in grabbing every rebound. I feel like I was a good rebounder, but to be an elite at something, you got to be a little selfish and a little greedy. And uh, I felt I felt like throughout the season uh, they needed us to for us to win. We had to uh, rebound at a higher level, so I took that challenge on. I wanted to be able to grab every rebound offensively and defensively, and I think I did that in the playoffs. And uh, you know, when I was able to do that, I felt like our team played better. So uh, you know, that gave me the green light to keep doing that, keep playing that way, and keep being more aggressive going to the glass. And uh, now it's a team team effort. Uh, you know, coach been talking about all training campus, us going as a team, and us being relentless and uh you know that fits me perfect and then hopefully I can lead the charge that way. Uh that segues perfectly though into a recent award that you won being named the Windex Trophy winner for your ability to clean the glass as they say. Uh what did that mean to you? I know fans also had a say in that but can you tell us a little bit about it? 
that was a, a huge honor to be recognized by Windex, uh, especially it being a fan vote for it. Uh, no, the fans to, to see me as you know, the best you know, glass cleaner in, in the game, uh, it's a you know, tremendous honor. Something that, as a big man, it's no higher honor than that. Uh, is getting the glass cleaner, something that I take pride in. Uh, something that, as a kid, uh, me and my dad, he yelled at me all the time about you know, boxing out. And doing this, you like, man, when is that ever going to matter? But look at me now. It's just one of the biggest things that I do in the NBA. And for, to get a word like that, it's it just, uh, you know, it's just amazing. You know, me being with you know, Steph and Draymond, those guys, I don't get a chance to win a lot of wars. So when I do get a chance to win some hard work that they don't got, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a badge on. That's awesome. You really are an unsung hero, though. I know Cyrus mentioned it. The fans love you, and you know you do so much in the interior for the Warriors. Great to see you get that type of honor. Now, I saw you with the actual trophy. Do you use Windex to clean the trophy, or do you <laughs> use Windex in your house to also glass clean then? Uh, definitely. Uh, they gave me some free bottles, and I'm definitely using them, uh, putting them to use. Uh, when I was growing up, that was my job as a, as a kid was to clean all the glass off. My mom used to, before she got up, I had to make sure the whole house was clean, and uh, that was my job, so... It's only right that I you know, came full circle and won an award, and I, now she got the award at her house. Now make sure that she's cleaning my trophy and make sure it's thick and span. <laughs> I love I that. Love uh, mm -hmm. You know, being taught to clean the glass in multiple ways growing up. That's oh. fantastic. Uh, one quick question <laughs> I had for you was back to back seasons as an Ironman, a full 82 games that you have played in the last two seasons. You haven't missed a game since going back to 2020, 2021. What is the secret to you being able to play night in and night out, despite even some bumps and bruises? I know last season you had some lower back minor issues, but you were able to continue to play. How have you been able to keep that streak alive? Uh, just I'm credit to, you know, uh, our training staff. They do a great job of, you know, keeping the guys healthy and keeping us on the court. Uh, like, I've, I've been doing yoga the last two years. That's probably been the biggest thing that I added to my program that kind of changed the way I move and uh, the way I, I know my body. I'm more in tune with, with everything I, I got going on. I know when I'm feeling bad. I know when to take a day off. I know when, uh, you know when I can push it. Uh, so, Learning from my, my uh, veterans that I had before, learning how to take care of my body and, and learning what to add to my workout programs, different things like that, it's really been a real key for me to, to stay healthy. And I'm trying to keep staying healthy and, and doing different things. And I'm trying to you know, you know, be a mentor to the younger guys so they can stay on the court and we can all be healthy for the playoffs. <laughs> Whatever well, you're drinking or taking, we want some because I, I don't know how you do it. I can't get on a bed without back pain. <laughs> I've, and I've read a couple stories about you and Joga being a, a huge reason for your durability, man. And I, I got to try it myself at some point. You know, you mentioned your former teammate, Nemanja Bielica. Uh Reports yeah. came out today he retired. Uh, any thoughts I saw on that? that. I got I to call him and see what he was going to do in retirement. I know he loved, he's been playing for a long time. And once he retires, he, he might be bored. He might be... I don't know what he's going to do, so I'm, I got to call him and see what he what he got going on. <laughs> and this, old, I know we got I got, got teammates oh, that's retired, <laughs> so it, I feel oh, <laughs> no, you're not you, you're still in your twenties. Come on, man. Yeah, um, baby. But real quick here, we got a minute or so with you left. Uh, my last question, you know, can you explain to the audience to to us common folk what is it like to battle? Jokic, AD, Embiid. Is it as insanely borderline horrifying as it looks and sounds? Is it easier than it sounds? In your words, what is it like to play defense against elite bigs? Because you hold your own, man. I'm impressed. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's harder than what you see on TV. Uh, uh, <laughs> they're so they're so they're so skilled and they're, they they present such a challenge that uh, you know it's hard to stop them. But 
worse than that, the next day you're going to be sore. When you got to oh. battle with Embiid and, and uh, Joker and uh, Anthony Davis, they're bigger than what you think. So every time that I box out, we throw elbows, I get hit in the chest, if you feel it. And uh, my job is to make sure that they just as sore as I am after the game. And I try my best, but those guys are, are elite for a reason. They get paid a lot for a reason, and, and they're, they're a special group of bigs. And, uh, you know, it's definitely tough. Uh, luckily, I got, you know, Draymond who can split the time with me and, and we can take turns uh, defending those guys. It's always a team effort, uh, but the guys are, are really good. And uh, like I said, hopefully when, I, when we play against them, I just try to make it as hard as possible. Last one for you. I heard it from a number of players on media day. This team has their sights set on a championship. You've been a part of a number of Warriors NBA championship teams. Do you see the potential in this group to go all the way and get it done? Uh, definitely. I think we have a, enough talent to, to win it all and get back to the promised land. We got enough talent, got enough veterans, we got enough you know, IQ. It's just about us, you know, being healthy and going out there and uh, playing the right way. Uh, you know, years past, our, our margin for error was probably a lot bigger. We could, you know, take a few games off or turn the ball over and still win. Uh, this year is not the same, but we still have enough talent to where we can. If we play our our style of basketball, we do the thing, the small things that coach wants us, us to do and we're able to stay healthy, I think we have the, the chance to, to do it all over again. We're, we're hungry. Uh, I know Steph, Clay, Draymond, this is probably the most locked in i ever seen them coming into training camp. Uh, you know, we got those three. Uh, your chance is always going to be high. Awesome. Well, Kavan, thank you so much for the time. The Windex Trophy winner. We so appreciate it. Hopefully Woo. you continue cleaning up the glass, and good luck this season. We're excited to watch you. Absolutely. Right, thank you so much. Kevon, you're loved. Street, you are right? loved. I have to, you are loved, man. You're one of the, I grew up in the Bay Area, man. I've been watching Warriors basketball since the 80s. You are one of the most loved individuals of this organization I've ever seen, and rightfully so. I just had to share that real fast, man. Thanks for coming on, brother. That. I worked hard for that, so that means a lot to me. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, man, it's really hard to go straight from Kevon Looney to, uh, to, to taking care of our sponsors, <laughs> but here we are. And our first sponsor today is a fantastic sponsor, and that's Jace medical and the premise is very simple folks it's it's wise to have a medical kit in your house natural disasters happen accidents happen you might need a band-aid you might need some neosporin some gauze but what that medical kit you buy from your local drugstore or supermarket won't provide that jace medical does is five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. You also get access to their medical professionals, including physicians and doctors. And all it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, you might have to jump on a quick call with one of their board certified physicians. And that's it. And as a result of that, your home will have five life-saving antibiotics on top of everything else that goes into a Jace case. So don't be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And Right now, you can get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using the code Locked On at checkout. Again, the code is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout. At checkout, I'm sorry. Just go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. And for the everydayers, we'll have plenty of more guests, more coverage coming up soon. I'm still just a buzz 
uh, by Kavon Looney. Kylan, great job booking him. And if you follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at Kylan Mills, you can follow me, Cyrus Sotsis, on threads at Dog Wild. What are you like, before we get into uh, Kaminga and everything else we're going to talk about? Kylan, your immediate reaction. I can't, that was awesome. Good, tremendous work. Thank you. Congratulations on that. How are you, how are you feeling right now? It would it be a locked on warrior show if I didn't start out the show eating something? I'm sorry, I'm just <laughs> laughing that I'm like always trying to squeeze in a bite of food. I'm sorry. Um, Kavon Looney uh, is literally what you said, so beloved by Dub Nation. Um, he's also fantastic to work with. Something I want to mention on the air. Um, from working at Cron, going to cover the team day in and day out, like he was always a player that, like, no matter what happened, win, lost, whether he played well, he played poorly, he was always super gracious with the media very humble, very down to earth. You can tell that that's the way he was raised. That's the person he is. Um, and so I just want to say, I really always appreciated that and do appreciate that, that he's always just super gracious, literally one of the most humble individuals. Um, and it's great to see him get accolades like the Windex trophy, any type of recognition for Kavan is well-deserved because he really is one of the un unsung heroes in this on this Warriors team, but also in the NBA, because he does a lot of the dirty work that doesn't necessarily show up in the highlights, mm -hmm. show up on the stat sheet. Yeah, when he racks up 20 plus rebounds, maybe that does get some love. Uh, but still, day in and day out, a lot of times he's not the player that's getting a lot of the attention because of this how stacked this Warriors roster is. So I think it's great for him to get an award like that. Great to have him recognized. Good to hear from him. I'm really excited to see what this Warriors team, you know, can do this season. I thought it was great to hear from him that he said the chemistry is really high, um, yeah. that it didn't feel like the first day of practice. And that's a sentiment that a couple other players had mentioned as well on media day, that it didn't feel like a first day get to know you type of training camp. This team immediately gelled really well. And with the new faces in the mix, a big personality like CP3, that's exactly what you want to hear. Uh, compared to some things that went on in training camp a season ago, it seems like the team has really taken a positive step forward. And that was one thing I was really interested in hearing about was just kind of behind the scenes in the locker room. How do the players feel about each other? What are the interactions like? And it seems like all signs are positive this season. Totally agree. And I know it's just one preseason game, but you could even see the vibe of the team in a mm -hmm. positive manner, gelling there. Kavon uh, mentioned in that interview how, I can't remember what it was verbatim, but he, he said something about like how Steph and, and most of the other players, this is the hard, they say this is the hardest he's ever seen them work during an off season. Is that how he put it? I can't remember exactly how it was, but yeah, something like that. Yeah. It stuck out. So, um, so far, so very good. Kylan, we haven't had your reaction yet. I, I went live Saturday night immediately following the preseason opener. Um, we had an awesome crowd. It was, I think the, the largest live audience we've ever had, which is crazy. Um, and I, I think it was largely because people, A, were thirsting for Warriors basketball, but B, they were very curious to see the product. I mean, this is a very new team, especially compared to last year. What was your initial reaction? We haven't heard from you yet to uh, the Warriors winning their preseason opener. Uh, I thought the Warriors played really well. I think it was very exciting, very positive. I mean, you can't put a ton of stock into these preseason games, right. but it does give you a glimpse of the potential of this team. Uh, we still don't know exactly how the starting lineup will look because Draymond Green is out. So that's a big factor for me that still needs to be determined. Got to see exactly who the starting five is going to be. Is CP3 going to be in the mix? Is he going to be with the second unit? The big question mark to me still is left unanswered. But a lot of positives to take away was the performance, which I asked Kavan about as well, of some of the youngsters and newcomers, or like yep. I said, young returners, newcomers. Uh, you know, I think Jonathan Kaminga, 
biggest bright spot for me. He looked dominant. Uh, 24 points was a major uptick in offensive production from him. Was happy to see that. Eight rebounds as well is mm-hmm. kind of over that threshold that we've talked about, six, seven boards maybe per game. So yep. seeing him pulling eight boards across 24 minutes, I thought that was a positive. He made major strides last season defensively, started to really understand where he needs to be on the court, when to help, when you know when to switch, how to defend different ball screens. I thought last season we, see, we saw a big progress, and it does look like it is continuing so defense for jk looks really strong like some of what we saw from him on offense and he's a player that i know we've pointed it out here on the show that at times even last season was compared to Kawhi leonard which he still has leaps and bounds to get there but just with the possibility of his game uh you know saw a little bit more of the mid-range be unleashed last season which i thought was really positive we've seen how explosive he can be when going to the hoop we see what a vertical threat he can be if he can try to bring up some of those numbers in terms of shooting, I think that he's like almost there, uh, but he could really be unstoppable. So it's just very exciting to see him continue to develop. And hopefully he brings in a new level of maturity as well. One thing he has been scrutinized for is some of the way that he's handled not playing or not necessarily receiving the type of rotation minutes he would like. Hopefully another summer, another year under his belt, another, you know, more perspective on the game, uh, will allow him to continue to develop mentally as well, uh, you know, in terms of his approach, because that's just as important. So I'm very excited. I thought JK, I mean, it would be hard to say anyone else was the biggest standout um, from that, but I also thought Moses Moody looked really good too. And absolutely we talked, I, and you and I have both said, I think he's going to be a key piece in rotation this season. I think his performance could have major implications on how the team does this season. So I was really excited to see him come out and look confident because last season season he dealt with so many struggles, a short leash from Steve Kerr, not getting minutes throughout, especially the mid portion of the season, suddenly getting an opportunity in the postseason and really seizing it and taking advantage of it, looking almost like a completely different player. To me, it was all the mental side of the game and the confidence that was the huge difference because he wasn't that different of a player from February to April, where all of a sudden we saw him playing really well. He wasn't that different of a player from when he contributed key minutes in the Warriors championship run as a rookie. To me, it was just the mental side of the game, having the confidence, uh, you know, and being really locked in and engaged and bringing the intensity. That was some of the things that was off a little bit because I think, you know, it's hard not to question yourself and to have, you know, that confidence as a young player when you're not consistently playing minutes and just being used sparingly, being yanked after mistakes, uh, you know, getting multiple DNPs in a row. Like to me, that's very difficult to deal with as a young player. So I'm really hoping that that has helped him grow. He comes in the season looking better than ever after putting in work in the offseason. And now he finally gets that key rotation role that I think he's ready for. Totally. Um, and I just want to, I, I, I don't mean to push back, but I, I've, I've never really criticized his shooting. Um, I know a lot of people have. And every time they say that, and I don't know what, what, what your basis for that Are is. Are you talking Maybe, about JK or Moody? Uh, Kaminga. Mm-hmm. Um, Moody's been good, but Kaminga, like his rookie year, it was, eh, yeah, he, he shot 33.3%, 33.6% from three. But last year he shot 37%. He was 52.5% from the field. Um, I've been saying his, even though his shooting form looks a little awkward, it just doesn't, look like most other shooters but if you ever watch the movie hoosiers i've called them jimmy chitwood a lot because their shooting form is almost identical and in this game and that against the lakers again it's just preseason but kaminga and moody were the two leading scorers and kaminga was four for eight from beyond the arc was eight for 14 from the field um his shot was was flying i mean it's smooth i really love it uh and moody by the way um was two for six from from beyond the arc uh six for 13 from the field not not great numbers but not bad either 
Um, but the rebounding is what a lot of people focus on. As you mentioned earlier, uh, we want to see that number get up, right? You want We want to see like six plus rebounds per game. Mm-hmm. And Kaminga grabbed eight. And uh, after the game, and this was when I heard the quotes from Kaminga, I, I really was impressed because he addressed the rebounding. He addressed a lot of things. Uh, first, first up is Kaminga um, discussing the rebounding thing. And there's actually been an emphasis on the rebounding in practice. Here's what Kaminga had to say uh, about that. Just a quick clarification. Uh, I just want to make sure you said during practice, uh, no rebounding not practice. That, that yeah, that? Kenny, Kenny actually being on me every single time. Not just Kenny, just pretty much the whole team. I mean, uh, they want me to rebound more. And I want to do that for sure. It's not something that's forcing me to do but it's something I really want to do more. It's like if I don't see me crash or do this after the game or just report, give me a number. Uh, and I think every single day we're working towards that and get better at it. Well, eight rebounds. You are getting better at it. Uh, you, your thoughts on that on that attribution, which I loved hearing because there's clearly a focus on rebounding. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think it's fantastic. This is the one area that he did receive some criticism and had some room for improvement last season. So I think it's fantastic that he's obviously, you know, taken the time to really focus on that, put in the work. And based on what we saw in this first look, everything is positive. I think that does need to be a focus for Kaminga moving forward, especially with how small the Warriors are in the front court. They definitely need everyone to pitch in. It's something that Kavon Looney just put pointed out as well. It can't just be on one or two players. It's got to be a team effort. And even guards can be involved in that. It shouldn't just fall on the front court. If everyone is aggressive and running down boards, everyone's boxing out and being smart in their positioning and reading the angles, that can help the Warriors be successful and try to undo a little bit of what they're going to be facing in terms of a size disadvantage. They can help even the score a little bit if everyone is being an active factor in the rebounding. And so I think it's fantastic. So that's part of the reason why I think JK's rebounding could be critical for the Warriors this year, just because they don't have a ton of size. They've, you know, been undersized the last couple seasons. It can't just fall on Looney and Draymond. Um, and even some of the guys who are going to be, you know, coming in the second unit uh, in the front court. I do think that you need to see a lot of activity from the threes, from the fours, and even from the ones and twos uh, for the team to be successful as a whole uh, on the boards. Totally. Um, you know, and we heard uh, Looney talk about this a moment ago on our show. Thanks again, Kylan, for booking that. That was incredible. Um, we, we heard uh, Looney mention the impact of veteran like Chris Paul, who's now a part of this team. And that was one of many interesting facets uh, that I think many were looking forward to in that uh, opening preseason game. How does he fit? It looked great. So far, so damn good. Um, and one of the impacts that Chris Paul's having, and we heard Looney mention this, is his mentorship, his leadership of these younger players. And Kaminga talked about that as well. Uh, I want to play this soundbite real quick of Kaminga discussing not just Chris Paul, um, but another player who has taken him under the wing, especially with Andre Iguodala not with the team this year. Here's Kaminga. You had uh, Andre Iguodala next to you last year, and now you have uh, Rudy Gay next to you this year. And you have the What kind of new information or what kind of feedback are they giving you that's, that's maybe been helpful? Uh... Last year, I mean, my first two years with Andrew was great. Uh, I took him as my bigger brother. Uh, we always talk, no matter when. We still talk every day. Uh, he's still giving me knowledge. Uh, still telling me what I need to do every day to say get better. And and like you said, we got Rudy Gay now, and we got CP. Like those those two people always come and talk to me every single day. I'm trying to create that relationship that. 
gonna stay forever. And throughout my career, I want them to be there every single day helping me. And so far, I've been at uh, Rudy and, and CP talking to me that I need to do this on certain point. This is what I need to do. This is what I need to get better at. And I feel like it's been working every single day. And you know, they've been around this league for CP been for 19, 19. Uh, Rudy, that's his 18th year or 19. So just gain knowledge from those guys every single, every single day helping me. You know, I play that that attribution partly because we're going to talk about Chris Paul in just a moment here, but also because he mentioned another player uh, in Rudy Gay um, who made his debut. Uh, seeing him on the court, he looks huge. I, 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 don't, I don't know why I didn't realize how large of a human being he is, but he looks – look, it's a very small sample size, but if the Warriors went with Rudy Gay, I'd be happy. I'm curious to know what your thoughts were uh, from that opening game. Would you be happy with Rudy Gay? Do you think the, the team should wait more? Uh, what are your thoughts on, on Gay? Uh, I would be definitely good with Rudy Gay. Um, I think it was very interesting uh, just to hear what Jonathan Kaminga said. And I think that mentorship is such a huge factor beyond just the size that he brings. And I agree, he looks pretty big. Um, <laughs> but I just think having that mentorship side is going to be critical, especially with the way the Warriors have brought in a lot of youth. And it was something the team struggled with last year was balancing the young players uh, with the veterans. Um, I would be good with him. I, you know, hope that he ends up, uh, you know, being the guy. And I guess, you know, we'll just have to see. Absolutely. Um, J Javon Johnson was another player who, like, I, I was impressed with just watching him on the court. I don't know if his numbers uh, match that. Jerome Robinson, I didn't get a chance to mention him as well from that last preseason game. I thought he looked good as well. But again, we're, we're, we'll, we'll save that for another show. Um, Chris Paul, we were talking about him. There's one more soundbite from Jonathan Kaminga I want to play. Uh, and that kind of gets into a little more his relationship with Chris Paul and his mentorship. Um, and then I'd love to pick your brain, Kylan, on the Chris Paul facet of this. I haven't really gotten a detailed, uh, you know, gotten detailed insights from you on how you feel about uh, Chris Paul's first game. Um, but here is Kaminga just adding to that in regards to Chris Paul's mentorship of him, at least, and the team as a whole. I, I know they put you on the team, Chris, a bunch this summer scrimmaging. What have you learned about playing with him? What's Chris Paul. Oh, I mean, he's making my life easier uh, every single day. And just watching him, the way he react to certain things, the way he playing, uh, it's somebody to pick his brand. Uh, and I feel like just being around him every single day, I mean, they're going to get on me when I'm not doing the right things. And I feel like so far, just playing with him, kind of helping me out to read more, uh, more of the certain things in the game. And Chris Paul in that game uh, started, played just shy of 13 minutes at six points, uh, four rebounds, five assists. Kylan, uh, what did you think about Chris Paul's debut with the Warriors? Um, I thought he looked good. I thought it looked fairly natural. Um, it looked a little more natural than I was expecting it to. I was very curious to see um, exactly how he would look with Steph. Um, but I thought everything was very positive. Of course, we didn't really, I mean, I'm still very just curious to see, like I said, how the starting five is going to work out and what yeah. the minute rotation is going to be. So to me, like nothing in his game surprised me. Like we already knew that, you know, kind of the things that he does well, he's good at facilitating the offense, making good decisions. He's not going to be a high turnover point guard. Uh, you know, he's going to be good in like the pick and roll. And we've also seen the work he's been putting in uh, based on some of the videos, some of the things he's been doing in the gym to work on some of the different aspects of the Warriors motion offense, the handoffs and the things like that. I mean, all of that looks smooth. That wasn't a big surprise to me. I'm just more curious to see how he's going to be used when the Warriors have Draymond Green back in the mix. They are fully healthy and they are looking to play their you know usual players 
more significant minutes. I mean, it's clear in this preseason game, you're trying to give some of the youngsters some run. So, you know, him playing, what did he play? Maybe 12, 13 minutes. I mean, nothing to me surprised me. I thought he fit in just fine. I am more curious to see, you know, what the rotation looks like when Mm -hmm. the Warriors are playing a regular season opponent with Draymond Green in the mix, who's going to start, how are they going to break that up? Because we didn't really get a good look at that quite yet. So I'm a little bit hesitant to, you know, put out a full assessment. I thought he looked good. And I didn't have any question with the experience he has, the leadership that he would come in and adapt to what the Warriors, you know, run and what they needed him to do. My question is more is how's he going to fit in the mix in the big picture when the Warriors are trying to win competitive basketball games. And they do have the starting five that was the most effective from a season ago. Are they going to break that up and throw Chris Paul into the mix? Or is he going to come in off the bench? As Steve Kerr himself pointed out this last week, CP3's most valuable minutes will be the non-Steph minutes. How are they going to break that up? Do you have any predictions? Well, I, I just, uh, first off, I, I echoed your exact sentiments uh, in the post-game show. I really want to see how Chris Paul looks with the second unit because the second unit yeah. stood out to me tremendously in that preseason game, led by uh, Kaminga, Moody. I thought Dario Saric... Um, Needs a little work defensively still. I don't know if he has the lateral quickness, but he offensively he fit perfectly. Smooth, uh, you know, fit like a seamless glove. Um, so I'm with you though. In terms of starting, Chris Paul, if you really want, if the championship is the goal, if that's really what he cares about the most, put aside these strong feelings of you being a starter, lead that second unit. You could probably finish a lot of games. I'm with you. He's if if this team wants to get their optimal performance. The most out of what they have on this roster, I think Chris Paul has to be in that second unit. I don't know how else they do so, right? I mean, is that do, do you? I don't see. I don't. I just don't see how he could start. I don't know. Can yeah. you? I mean, that's no. That's my same sentiment. I've been saying it since they added him. Like, I think that has to be the recipe. But I mean, yeah, I agree. I totally he could agree. be wrong. Steve Curtis could try putting him in the mix, but like we said last episode, I feel like with some of his comments, he's been kind of like try to ease Chris Paul into uh-huh. like the <laughs> yeah, second unit role and coming in off the bench. But I mean, to be clear, and you brought this up last episode as well, like there's not like no one's devaluing Chris Paul if he comes in off the bench. Like he could has the potential to be the most critical player on this team because last season the Warriors did not have someone who could clearly and calmly lead the second unit. And that ended up being a major detriment to the team. I mean, you had Ty Jerome, a two-way player coming in a lot at times. Jordan Poole, very loose with a handle, struggled especially in, in late game and crunch time situations. Think he might be better off ball and wasn't necessarily that second unit leader the Warriors were looking for. And I thought that was a huge problem in a whole, um, was really trying to get that second unit together. Uh, I mean, we just mentioned the start, the Warriors starting five being the most efficient in terms of numbers within the NBA tells me that it's the pieces in the second unit that are missing. And I feel like people often overlook how important it is that you have the role players in the right positions to win a championship like it goes far beyond the starting five there has to be the depth as well and so I think the Warriors are definitely better positioned this year and I think that CP3 could be a major major factor in that but you know I think him coming in off the bench doesn't change his value to the team but that is where he's going to be the biggest asset totally agree and I feel like that's what ultimately stuck out the most in that, in that opening preseason game was this Warriors team has depth yeah um they can go 14 deep right now and that's the that has always been the formula for this team winning titles I'm a hundred percent with you um it, it makes me giddy thinking about this team I I'm feeling good about the Warriors right now I'm I'm trying to hold my my excitement because one preseason game uh, should not be any barometer but 
they look good. And uh, even Usman Garuba, I mean, even though he didn't put up anything in terms of numbers, I mean, yeah, as, as you heard Looney say, I don't know if Draymond's going to like the, the comparison, but he looked like Draymond out there. Um, what did you? I don't know how much you, you – oh, do you want anything to add? I'm sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Um, what did you think about Brandon Pajemski? Because Corey Joseph was out. He missed the game uh, because of, of, like, I think a lower back strain, uh, some sort of back issue. And so Brandon Pajemski, who apparently Steve Kerr really likes, uh, surprised myself, maybe some others, by playing 26 minutes and 18 seconds. And I thought he held his own. I thought the rookie played great out there. I, at first, I saw him playing these minutes going, oh, my God, do we have another Ty Jerome situation on our hands where Steve Kerr loves someone that just should not be out there? And, no, I, I felt I feel like he held his own. I was thoroughly impressed with the kid. Obviously, he's a rookie. He, you know, There's going to be a lot of growth needed. I thought defensively he had some lapses at times. But I was impressed. What are your thoughts on Brandon Pajemski? I mean, I thought that he made good decisions on both ends of the court. I was pleasantly surprised uh, mm-hmm. with the composure and the decision-making that he came in with as a youngster. Um, I, I, I was overall impressed. I wasn't really entirely sure what to expect from him. Um, and I think that he surpassed expectations. Uh, just really excited to see you know, how he develops, if he can really be successful at the NBA level once, once things get competitive. But you know, I like his shot as well. Um, it looks good and I'm just excited to see where he can go, but I was impressed. I thought that he looked better than I was expecting. I don't know about Agreed. you. Like, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I wasn't in terms of, I, I guess I was worried about his defense and it wasn't that bad. I mean, at times, you know, he, he players drove by him, but it wasn't bad. He wasn't traffic cone. But what impresses me is the fact that the dude is strong and he's got athleticism. Um, he can definitely uh, has verticality for grabbing rebounds. He definitely is no pushover inside. Almost has like a Russell Westbrook type physique in some regards. Um, I, I So far, so good. So far, I, I honestly looked at that game and thought to myself, I don't really see negatives so far. Um, yeah, I thought he was good defensively, actually. I thought he was really good. I thought I saw some numbers that he had like five deflections or something like that. One his hands were in there, yeah. Yeah, like I thought he had good hands and he definitely, you know, had some good defensive potential. Like I, I didn't think he was a liability at all. I, in fact, on the other side, I thought he was a good defender. Yeah, I, I there was just, and again, I'm nitpicking. There was just a few plays where you know uh, I don't know who it was, but they blew by him. But again, I was nitpicking, like literally scrutinizing every single little play. All, all in all, for a rookie's first preseason game, I thought he was fantastic. I honestly cannot really critique this team negatively off that opening game. Their next game is going to be Friday. Uh, they're at LA uh, again. Uh, my goal is to try to have a post game show after every game possible. Obviously, it's not going to be a reality because some games we might be there. We might just might not be available, but. Um, I'm at least certainly going to be hosting a show Friday night. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Kylan, we haven't determined when you're going to be on for the second show. We'll figure that out soon. Uh, is there anything you feel like we did not touch on before we wrap things up? Is there anything, uh, left? No, Are we good? time Are we done? to wrap it up, folks. All right, let's get Kavon Looney. Thank you enough. And Kylan, thank you for, for booking that. Bravo. That's uh, about as good as you can get. I, I think that was the biggest guest we ever had. I think so. Oh yeah. It? It's definitely up there. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kavon Looney. Thank you to everyone. Kylan, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>